0: Right.
1: Welcome to the 85th edition of the Guna Podcast, recorded on the Monday evening after Arsenal's visit to Tottenham, more of which later. The podcast is sponsored by the website for the very, for the very best and unofficial Arsenal t-shirts, it's Gunashirts.com. Head on over as so I have about £10 billion Emmanuel uh, 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 Bouet shirts still to flog. I'm your host, Mark Ollington, finally allowed this side of the table to crack the whip like an s madam. Those panel members are in for a hard time in more ways than one tonight. Let's see who join us. First up, his appearances may be rarer than a chimac goal, but they are a lovely treat when he is here. At the start of the season, we discovered he was hanging up his boots after writing the Highbury Spy column for over 20 years. He has though promised to write the occasional article and continue to give us his unique perspective on Arsenal and all kinds of other unrelated sub sub, subjects for this here podcast. It's a warm welcome back. To the one and only Mr. Steve Ashford. And a warm welcome to you too, Mark. It's great to be here. Thank you, Steve, and lovely to have you back here in podcast land. Good. Who's next, you wonder? Well, let me tell you this is a man who traverses the continent more often than the EasyJet stewardess. In his spare time, he stalks Arsenal players past and present. And although he's no fan of our current home, he can't stay away from here. Oh no. Perhaps we will find out tonight if he has gone back on his vow. Stop watching matches in the pub when he, um, we get onto Sunday's travesty. He also got the loan of my season ticket for the game against Bolton for a bargain twenty pound. It really is a buyer's market. It's hello once again to Mr. Don Sebastiano.
2: The players stalk me, Mr. Ollington.
1: Welcome back, though, Don. Yes, it's a pleasure to be here. You've been away for a long time. Have I? Yeah, you have, but you're back, so it's good. And finally, that's l- where we belong. Indeed, we only had a no, minute, and then we, we went belong. and did it. But anyway, we get off that. And finally, last time, myself, Steve, and the Don were on this panel. Um, his attempts at making us, um, keeping us under order, meant that we had a vow from our main editor Kevin that this should never happen ever again. And it's a reason why I've been here doing the old post, uh, the old hosting. But tonight, he's on the panel. He's recently been moonlighting for Gunner Talk, but he's back with us tonight. He's the one-man David Essex tribute band. He yeah. is Joe Broadfoot. And here I am sandwiched between
3: the... Uh, the um, Well, there's only two of the Unholy Trinity. And who's the third one? It's meant to be me, so oh, I'm unholy well, so, yeah. okay, it. Okay,
1: yeah. I've got it. To be fair, this is Kevin's intro. But it's very, actually very, very good. I like it a lot. It's nice. Anyway, um, welcome one and all. So as Pink once said, let's get this party started. Actually, I don't think it'd be much of a party tonight because it's been a bit of a negative kind of... Well, life really in the last four years, but let me get on with it. First question. Let's start with yesterday's game. Let's start with the hot topic on all of our lips. Let's start with Tottenham. And the question is, what did yesterday's defeat tell us that we don't already know? Joe, let's start with you.
3: Well, thanks for that. I'm really enjoying the prospect of talking about that defeat, which all of us predicted against Spurs. it wasn't that heavy, there was a lot of Arsenal fans predicting a, a landslide victory for Spurs that never materialised, never looked like it was going to happen. Personally, I thought Arsenal could have easily got a draw against against Tottenham and I would have been happy with that because because going into that game, looking at looking at the team selection and the fact that Arsene Wenger for some unknown reason didn't pick Oxlade-Chamberlain, who wasn't even on the bench, I couldn't understand that, he said he was in the squad, I heard him say it myself. My ears must be deceiving me because there, lo and behold, when I looked at the team, he wasn't in the first 11 and he should have been, I thought, and he certainly should have been on the bench because that guy's a match winner based on what we've seen. But Arsene Wenger, for some unknown reason, left him out completely. So that didn't fill me with confidence going into the game. And then, of course, we, you know, we let that goal in at the end because we couldn't mark up a substitute which goes to show we don't have a lot of organisation in the team if uh, any substitute comes on we've got no preparation to deal with that substitute so, so that guy whatever his name is like Sandro or somebody he's wandering around he's not an, an, an amazing player by any means but there he is wandering around completely by himself and uh, Arsenal didn't make any preparation for this guy and I, I find that astounding so you know just when, like all Arsenal fans I'm not happy at
0: all does the think you ever make any preparation though, for a substitution Time and time and time again, you know, from, 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 from when he's, you know, even when we had a good team, you know, how often did he make a substitution? We all went, oh no, that's the wrong substitution. And I can remember days at Highbury when we were one up against teams, hanging on for a win. He'd make the wrong substitution, we can see the goal, and everyone would go, Wenger, your substitutions are terrible. Ten years later, they're still terrible. But I'll tell you what, he has changed in one aspect. Because before. Who, Wenger? Arsene
3: Wenger used to make substitutions at a certain time in every match, and now he's, he's become slightly unpredictable. He makes the substitutions slightly later, so they don't make any impact whatsoever. You know, put Arshavin on, give him yes, yes, give it, give that little twerk like nine minutes, see if he can make impact. And, and then oh, I told you he's
0: not good. But you know, this is what's going on now. That's and all the like for likes as well. All the substitutions are like for like. It's like Tottenham; they take, they take a you know, creative midfielder off. They, say that they see that we've got the midfield, so they then, they then bring on a defensive midfielder, Sandro. We lose our midfield superiority. Wenger takes Walker off, brings our Shavin on. Takes a striker off, brings another striker on. Nothing changes. Why not just try for once in your life? Just try changing the tactics. You know, if we're 1-1, shore it up, bring on two defensive midfielders. Let's just try something different for once.
1: Basti, do you agree? Disagree? Well, you know, uh, it is a
2: bit of a problem because... Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Oxlade Chamberlain is a very good player and is still much to fire in his belly to be playing for Arsenal. When that is gone, I will start playing him a little more. <laughs> Great and impression once uh, again, Basti. But you know uh, that no, defeat well, at Tottenham. Okay, did uh, you, uh, yes. Uh, Basti, first next <laughs> <of Nick's laughs> yeah. Steve's joke because uh, uh, it's like, for me. Did you watch well, it, Basti? Yesterday, of course I, did. I watched it. Even a though Tottenham you did say house. you
1: had a ban on watching away matches. Yes, you know so I, I had.
2: about certainly in pubs where there are neutrals. But I b- thought, seeing as I've got this. Uh, my, a friend who's a Tottenham fan, the only friend, obviously, in the whole world who is a Tottenham fan. I don't make friends with Tottenham fans. Um, but I uh, went round to his house and watched it there. And uh, probably a tactical error, I should say. Um, but the bottom line is, uh, we just don't, you know, it's just getting... I'm, I'm losing hope, I'll be honest with you. And the fact that players like Oxlade-Chamberlain and also Ben Ayun, players who've got a bit of fire in their belly... See, I think... People like okay, Ashenden was on the bench, but even when he came on, he didn't like. Yeah, didn't show a lot of promise. Walcott runs up, to cul-de-sacs, gets lost, doesn't do anything. You know, uh, but obviously have a go at Jenkinson again, thrown into the lion's Then he's not ready for it. He's not. You know, he's just not. He's, in my opinion, I don't know if he's ever going to be. He might be good enough one day, but right now he isn't. He actually looked out of place against Shrewsbury. I thought he was struggling there a bit. But um, and then Ramsey had an appalling game. Now, having said all that, we played very well. I thought the first half, we pretty much kind of ruled it. We didn't look like the away team at all. Um, they kind of got a goal on the break. Uh, but we are missing something. Um, and when we went one nil up, you almost knew straight away, it's, uh, are we going to continue this, the way we were going? This the beginning of the second half. And then when Sanya went off, that, that was it that was Jenkinson on for Sanya and then either uh, who, uh, Sanya had Bale in his pocket I thought I thought Bale was not able to really get past Sanya and as soon as, as Sanya went off um, then it was uh, you know Jenkinson was just not going to be able to cope with it
1: well you mentioned who Sanya there it looks like he's out for three months at the very least Steve what are our options of riot back now
0: know, get a buoy back I reckon <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I mean, those, those 6,000 unsold t-shirts could be sold again <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a, in fact it's a real shame that Aboui uh, has gone I mean it's a shame that he's not still around but Jenkinson is the option unless Santos has got a, a right foot and he can switch over <coughs> excuse me um, yeah I think Santos or Jenkinson it has to be
1: and do you no either of those players give you faith?
0: Uh, Santos looks okay going forward like all Wenger signings but not particularly good at the back I have to say that I think Murtasaka has taken a bit of unfair criticism since he's been with us he's had the 4 or 5 games um, you know I don't think he's done anything particularly bad he might have lost his man a few times but first time he's played in the Premier League I think he's got the potential to be really good there he's, he's always played with either Kozioni at Blackburn where Kozioni at him there he's played with Song twice and Song's not the best centre-half you'll ever see <coughs> I feel a bit sorry for him to be honest um, so I think Merseca is a good signing but Oxlade Chamberlain it's almost like Wenger doesn't play him because at the moment he's too good he's ruined match. He's ruined Jovinio. He's ruined Walcott, and he can't play Chamberlain, so he's ruined him as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, you mentioned some some of our players we bought in the summer. There, Joe. You know, let's all talk about our summer signings. Last podcast we spoke about when we first got them on the transfer window. How they're getting on? How do you think they're doing? What's the best and the worst out of the players that we bought? Well, we've been talking, you know, and lyrical about Oxley Chamberlain, and clearly,
3: at the moment, he looks like best the best of the bunch, even. I'd say Arteta as well he's he's looking reasonable but he's not he's not overly impressing anybody because he's filling the boots of Cesc Fabregas which is always going to be a difficult a difficult act to follow. So um, other than w- when he's looking at the other side of the spectrum obviously Jenkinson hasn't been um, hasn't been a rip-roaring success so far but but you know in time in time he might prove to be a good signing and we only paid a million pounds for him. So bearing that in mind, he might be value for money at, at some point. And looking at the other signings, well, Park, based on what I saw, the you know in, against Shrewsbury, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say he's, he's going to really crack it this season. But, but you know it's early it's early early doors as they say in football. And I think
1: he's got eighteen months in, he? and he's off doing
0: national service, yeah. so he's got yeah, crack yeah, at just Sunday by the time he is. settles in, <laughs> so he'll be off. And so that's the unfortunate part. Excuse my cynical thought: was Park bought for the shirt sales in Korea? I don't
1: know how the shirt sales in Korea are going. Better than making your yeah, uh, shirts I on... Do. <laughs> you <laughs> on a, they don't Probably. sell shirts
2: in North Korea, do they? I don't think he's from North Korea. Isn't he? Well, no. I think we should have got the <laughs> North Korean version. <laughs> 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 the, I think the the, Javinho, is someone who shows quite a lot of promise and he can, he can get a cross in and he can... But he's also... you know, There have been chances where he should have put one away against Tottenham yesterday and there are other chances where he does, he's fluffed his lines a few times. Um... That could just be a bit of early nerves. He's obviously a potentially a class act, but I think, like a lot of the Arsenal players at the moment, the concentration isn't there and the confidence isn't there. And we go one nil up and we lose our concentration. We start passing it to Tottenham players. I mean, you know, passing the ball to Tottenham players. Hello, what are we doing? And. Uh, Carl Jenkinson, as I said before, I really don't, uh, don't think so. Uh, Chamberlain, obviously, you know, bright spark, one for the future. What I like about him and also Yossi Benayoun is that they, they, ha- they have a go heroes in a way. They'll have a go, they'll chase back, they'll fight, they'll work, they've got some fire in their belly. And of course, Wenger isn't picking them for big games, but I think Benayoun's got that kind of um, responsibility. I want to fight for the club, I want to work. He, he wants it, you know. We want players who want it. I think Santos, I've heard from... Um, my Brazilian girlfriend's sister, who's a football trainer. Interesting, Basti. I just thought I'd point that one out. Nice to he hear. Is, that he is average. As, Brazilians see him as a kind of average, kind of... He's nothing special. Not a, uh, not what, a Carlos type know. And, and by the way, everyone's called Santos in uh, Brazil for some reason, so mm. uh, apparently. Uh, per Murtis- Interesting. You're full of facts today. Nice. And I think Saka is, um, come on, 77 caps for Germany... Uh, I think he is a class act, but you you know you put um, you don't cast pearl amongst swine. And the the bottom line is, if you put Sacker and you put him in with, with Adams, Dixon, and, and Winterburn, he'd, he'd look yeah, as good as any of them. Yeah. So I think if we get for back, Marlon. Yeah. You, yeah, yeah. If we get for back, and then well Sanya back, uh, we'll get everyone back basically. Um, we might be all right. Over to you, for Mr. Ashford, for go all on. the listeners.
0: Yes, go Has on. anyone noticed the resemblance between Murtersacker and Willie Young? N- not facially, but the same uh-huh. way of playing, the same height, build, <laughs> same way they, same lack of pace, the really. same way they put the foot on the for ball, really. Willie yeah. as well as He's Mer- so, so, got so the same yeah. gait. So, so, really, so all yeah. you old gits out there, Willie Young per Murtesecker, Look at your old program i I'm not Steve. seeing that at well, all. Well, let's go on to yeah. Steve. <laughs> if I
1: can cast your mind back, to probably two years ago yeah. on this podcast. We were sat here talking about what signings would you love Venga to make. Yeah. And you gave a staunch defence saying yeah. we should buy Mertesacker. Has he lived up to your expectations? We signed the player, Steve, you wanted Venga to buy, albeit two years later, as he made the right choice.
0: I was over the moon when I read that. I was totally over the moon. Because let's be fair, what would the, if we had to sign Mertesacker, what, would the, what state would we be in now? We've got four injured centre-halves, plus Mertesacker, plus Miguel, I think he was injured as well, so we're we already playing a song alongside him. If we hadn't signed him, who would be who would be playing yeah, instead? I mean, the mind yeah. absolutely boggles. Yeah. And people to go at Murtagh and saying, no, "Oh, he's not good enough." Well, well, I'm just grateful we've got him. To be honest, we'd have to get and to I, Nielsen
2: back off, I, off off loan. And, 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 and I think <laughs> yeah, I think is going to be a really
0: good player. Yeah. I really do. But obviously, being coached by Wenger doesn't help. We no. have been coached by Martin Keown. Steve Boulder, or Tony Adams might be
1: a different kettle of fish yeah, yeah. so can I ask you all out of our eight summer signings are there any on there you think have the potential to be Arsenal legends
2: yeah and uh, who would you
1: go for Then out of all those players pick one for me you think in years to come we'll look back and can, say can I have two as an Arsenal great
2: yeah you have two if you want I'll have two I, w- I would say Oxlada Chamberlain and Murtasaka could become very and if Yossi Benayoun decided, I said to two Basti. Well, I know, but I'm, I'm, can I just say the ones <laughs> I've some restrictions. I, I, I think there are those three. They're all right so far. Arteta's really disappointed. Okay, uh, unfortunately, but he might still come go at a given time.
1: Any of these
3: are still great, Joe. I'm only seeing oxlade Chamberlain as a potential great at the moment. Out of all the new signings, um, yeah, Mertesacker possibly he might. I think he's going to be a good signing, and Arteta also be a reasonable signing. The rest, I'm not too sure at this stage.
0: Lastly, you, Mr. Ashford. I think Jenkinson's got the potential, but no pace. It's a shame, actually. If he had pace, he'd be alright. I think he reads the game well, he battles well, he supports his his other defenders well. I think he's fine. But I'm just a little bit worried about his lack of pace. But I think. Oxlardy Chamberlain, whoever he is, I think he's going to be good. Um, And I think Mersac will be good. But don't forget, when we go down this year, the championship, all of the signings are going to look good.
1: That's very interesting, Steve, because now it's time time for what I call this issue's hot topic. Now, since the Carling Cup final, we have basically got here, here are the stats, 19 points from 18 matches, which is unbelievable. And this season, obviously, it's 7 from 7 with 4 defeats. Here is the hot topic: Arsenal too good to go down. And let's start with actually you, Bastian. Uh,
2: yeah, I don't think we'll go down. But worse than going down. At least if we went down, then you'd know where. Well, I reckon we'll be about. No, you don't want to go down, obviously. Fifteenth, um, between tenth and fifteenth is possible. I would still like to think, in my heart of hearts, we can get our act together and uh, end up in the top five possibly even top four listen don't forget this time last season Tottenham were bottom of the league almost right and they had, were they? at oh, the beginning of the season they had a dreadful the start the season before I think. was it the season before ok there was, but, but then they, they ended up
0: they managed and got Redknapp
2: in. Oh, but this is the horrible thing we've ended up becoming Tottenham we are like we're like fucking Tottenham we've become Nottingham
0: moment. Forest not Tottenham well, we've become Nottingham Forest 1992 <laughs> when they hung on to Brian Clough for two seasons too long you know, because he won them two European Cups and three league titles, wherever it was. Yeah. But Brian Clough can do no wrong. You know, we'll, we'll stick with yeah. him like we're sticking with Wenger now. And before they knew it, they were at the bottom of the table, couldn't get out, and they went down. So they put your never money your
1: mouth is, Steve. Well, Arsenal, are we too good to actually go down? We
0: are too good to go down. And if we're in the bottom three or even the bottom six come January, money will be spent to make sure we don't go down. Yeah. But this current team on the current form since February is not too
2: good to go down.
0: It could go down very, very easily. Would
2: money be spent if we were 12th? No.
0: Do you know think? No, I don't think money would be spent if we we're 12th. They'll just still look upon that as a minor blip. Because no, we're 12th, we <laughs> 8th or 7th <laughs> or something. If we're in the bottom six come January, big money will be spent.
1: Joe, surely you're going to offer a bit more optimistic take on that one. What's going to happen? Are we too good uh, to go down? Where are we going to finish, mate? We're much too good to go down, in
3: my opinion. I, I really feel as... As poor as the team is, it's only poor in in you know relative terms. When you look at previous Arsenal teams, of course it's a poor team. But really, if you if you're looking at the other teams around, now, I mean, there's only about five teams that are definitely better than Arsenal, and maybe six.
2: Well, that's
3: not good. Well, I, no, I admit that's not good. But at the same time, we're not going to go down. We're the team that's listen. We that's managed got that to win the, the cup
2: winners' yeah. cup with Eddie McGoldrick and Hillier so that involved organisation and tactics which are two things we seem to lack. the season started
0: in February after the Carly Cup final we would now be in the bottom three exactly
1: and playing devil's advocate what you could potentially argue is that when you look at the teams that we've played this season we've only beaten two teams in the league both of which are relegation fodder
2: you know one was with a lucky goal
1: yeah and one was against two goals against ten, ten men are we really we are struggling aren't we
2: we are very definitely struggling and it'll be interesting when we play teams like, okay we've got a draw away to Newcastle, um, but when we play teams that are in the top half of the table, not, not, well, I'm not talking about Man United, Chelsea and uh, and uh, Man City because I think to be honest with you well they've shown what they can do to us even Liverpool at home I mean mm. we lost 2-0 mm. nought- mm. I mean, we the, did go down to 10 men though, Basti, to be fair we, we, well, been, yeah. we went down to 10 men the first 3 games of the season didn't yeah. we? we were playing yeah. with 10 yeah. men and, and that's in look, discipline, yeah. and that, and well, that goes yeah. back to the coach again Yeah. What no, the saying? whole thing is, oh, it is it's nightmare at Arsenalville but we
1: all think we're going to avoid the dreaded drop
2: well, mind you, that's what um, Fon Ribbentrop said to uh, fucking... And I'm sure <laughs> like, if the podcasts were around in 1992,
0: that's what the forest fans would have said. Yeah. But it didn't happen for them.
1: Well, indeed, but podcasts weren't, Steve, so let's be yeah. thankful for that, and let's be thankful yeah. today's hot topic is over. Next question. Um, another key thing, Silent Stan has finally spoken. He gave an interview with The Telegraph. And he said that Arsene Venger could stay at the club as long as he wanted to. He is there for life. Do you think this was the vote of the dreaded vote of like confidence, as they call it, or did he mean it? Does Cronky really believe Venga can stay at our club for as long as he sees fit? I think Venga himself then said, "I'll be here for another fifteen years." Steve, let's Nightmare. start with you, just shaking Nightmare. your head there. Nightmare. Obviously, it's an audio, not video podcast. You can't, no. see, view, this is, can't, can't see you getting it. very angry. I can't
0: believe. You've only got to look at every Arsenal website, every Arsenal blog, apart from, apart from the um, Gunner blog. Is it Gunner blog? The one, the one where they have the drinks. Yes, please, Mr. I'll have a Guinness and all that kind of <laughs> rubbish. <laughs> that's a, what's that one called, Mark? Gunaholic. Gunaholic, that's it. Apart from Gunaholic... <laughs> Every single website is 100% anti-Wenger. Every comment would like to see Wenger out. The only person that wants Wenger to stay, I think, is those few nutters on the North Bank who sang his name after a 3-0 win against Bolton and put the, put the cause back two years, <laughs> and Stan Kroenke. Because I genuinely believe that he wants Wenger to stay because he's a moneymaker. He's a moneymaker for the for the club. Joe? I'm not
3: altogether sure I want to see Arsene Wenger leave because I'm... Um, as I've, as I've mentioned on a few other occasions, I'm, I'm not too sure the uh, successor is going to do a better job. You know, we talked about all these potential successors. Is there any guarantee they're going to come in and, and get this squad together and get them to play any better than what we've seen? Okay, they might bring a few tactics along with them and that might help, but there's no guarantee it's going to work. And, um, you know, Wenger's done a great job over the 15 years he's been with the club, so... For me, I'm just waiting until January and see what happens then, and then if, if he doesn't you know, bring in some serious talent, because we're lacking talent on the pitch. That's the reason we're losing games, more than anything. As much as I believe in tactics, it's not tactics that are losing us games, it's personnel. and The personnel isn't right, and we don't know, none of us really know deep down what the reason is for, for the, lack of, the lack of funds on the transfer front. We, you know, we've looked at we've looked at Arsene Wenger's record that he spends what net per year about one million, one million point one million. On, on transfers, it's not enough. Clearly, we can see that against Spurs.
1: So you mentioned the profit there. Quick last question to you, then, um, Basti. Does Stan Kroenke get what English football is really all about? Or to him, is it about profit as it is in the is US? He
2: yank. He doesn't know anything about football. I mean, is it? To be honest with you, I mean, no disrespect. I know there are a lot of Yanks who like they probably might even listen to this and they're really into football. But there, they're sort of like people who listen you know listen to cult rock bands from the ni- uh, 80s or whatever the, the bottom line is Stan Cronkett is a businessman we put the cart before the horse it's just turned on one big I was at the Greengrocers the other day in Hampstead right and this, this this no listen to this this woman who's like, obviously connected to the board in some way said no are we doing well it was like what are you talking about hey, awesome. they're doing very well aren't they it's like no they're not doing very well oh yes but our profits are up and I was like what are you fucking talking about I mean, it's t- it's turned, Arsenal's turned into a, a multinational corporation. It's not a football club. And while it is that, it will not win football matches. And the problem is, Cronkier is exactly the wrong way. And I will do a little name drop here. Cause you, Go on. It, we, it, it's traditional. Keep it quick. Bumped into Ian Wright last week okay. outside the Wells Tavern. I think that's a valid fucking yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, all right. For you, I'll <laughs> give you an <the> extra <laughs> minute. But come on. Bumped into Ian Wright. And the, the first thing he said to me, he said... Well, the moment we, we lost David Dean, we've got to get David Dean back, schmoozing and doing all that. That him and Wenger together, Dean off field, Wenger on field, that was a team that worked. When Dean left, we, Wenger's gone downhill ever since. And he's never no,
0: come back, though, is he? No. Come well, down. this is
2: the problem. I, no, I think another thing I'd say the only reason you could, way you could keep Wenger and make him work is if you had someone, whether it be uh, George Graham or, or Tony Adams or Keown marshalling the defence and have a sort of defensive manager who deals with that because Wenger does not know how to deal with a defence or buy one or do anything he just, he just doesn't do defence
1: on that positive note we're going to take a very short break before we carry on in our next podcast but as always if you've got anything to comment on this email us at anything related at gunapodcast at gmail.com so that's it thank you for our sponsors gunashirts.com they've got a barrage of brilliant shirts go on there now to their lovely brand new range and it's goodbye from
0: Steve Goodbye, and um, all you commenters, no AKBs, please. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye from Mr. Don Sebastiano. Goodbye. And
1: goodbye for everyone's favourite poodle rocker, <laughs> Joe Broadfoot. Sadie bye And we'll be back with you um, more more soon. I'm your host, Mark Linton. Thank you very much for listening in. <laughs>
2: La-di-da-di-da, la-di-da-di-dee, all good friends and jolly good company. Hey! By the way.